Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I have four kids, if you're new here, and my youngest really is struggling right now. My oldest has ADHD and... When he was learning how to read, I was a stay-at-home mom. So teaching him how to read was my full-time job. (laughs) Then my second and third child, they taught themselves how to read. I definitely didn't do anything to really help them other than we read to them every single night from birth. But I didn't like sit with the flashcards and drive around to the different buildings in our town and point out the big letters and help them sound out like I did with my oldest. Then I had my fourth child. Dino Bambino. (laughs) And we had a hashtag when he was born called I want to be Dean because he's the baby of the family, right? And the baby of the family gets all the extra love and nurturing, all the kindness, all the things. However, even though everybody in the family thinks that he gets everything. He also gets the short end of the stick in a lot of ways. And all you moms out there know this because the more kids that you have, the more you realize it doesn't matter. And just let them eat the ice cream for breakfast, which we don't allow, but you get the point. Or let them climb on the counter and get it for themselves. Let them put themselves to bed. Surely we don't need to be doing it for them on the fourth kid. I have this really funny picture where Dean is literally like, climbed up onto the kitchen counter, has made himself a buffet feast because he knows nobody's going to come and do it for him, right? He's very self-motivated and he knows that if he doesn't do it for himself, nobody's come to do it for him except when we are because he's the ultimate boss baby and commands us all around. Now, Dean has some exceptionalities. He has a diagnosed learning disability, has an IEP. And if we were, we've had, we've had all this different testing done for him from 18 months on. He has had speech therapy. He's had occupational therapy. He's had ABA therapy. That's for autism. He's had so many different things that we've done for him to help him succeed. And still he struggles because of these exceptionalities that he has. And I feel like God gave Dean these things. And he brought him to our family in this order because when the baby of the family has these things, you just have a special bond with that baby of the family. Do you not? I believe that we have special bonds with each of our children, right? Like that goes without being said. When I look at each of my children, there was this special thing that happened when you're pregnant with them, when you're born with them. When you have the moments of learning, helping them learn to ride a bike, taking them to the discovery museums, the aquarium with my daughter, putting big, big bows on her heads and dressing her up like a doll. Oh, it was the best. Like I just love having one girl. It is magical, especially because she and I have a lot of the same interests and our personalities are very similar. Uh, but I think she's much smarter than me anyway. 
I love her to death. I love my, like all of my kids, my, my third child, he has red hair and blue eyes and, um, and, and like blonde eyelashes. And he's the sweetest, most kind boy. And then we have Dean who literally is like hell on wheels and we adore him for it. He's the baby, right? He's the baby of the family. And so, but with all of his exceptionalities and all the challenges that he has, there have, it's been a lot of stress on our family in a lot of ways, just like any baby is. But with this one in particular, all of his learning disabilities, all the therapies that he's required, all the support that we've needed to give him as a family, that the school district has had to give him to be successful in school. And still, we fell short. Back in the fall, when he was in first grade, I, when he just had started first grade, I felt like a huge failure as a mom because I knew that he needed my help to read. And I just didn't want to do it. All I wanted to do was build my coaching business, get certified as a master coach and just build out training programs. I was like, this sounds so much more fun. I do not want to sit with my child on the spectrum who has ADHD and who is non-compliant about everything and has four-hour tantrums. Literally, if he is upset about something, he will go into his room and throw out every Lego, pillow, sock, everything in every drawer, every toy out into the hallway. And it will take us days to clean it up. And these are just things that come with his exceptionalities, right? And so Teaching him to read at the end of the day was just not on my list of things I wanted to do. I wanted to sit and snuggle him. I wanted to read to him. I did not want to teach him how to read. Now, I am a, I was a reading specialist. <laughs> I taught elementary school. I did my student teaching in first grade. Like, I, I can teach reading like nobody's business. And also, I don't homeschool my kids because they would either be dead or illiterate. And this is proving to be true with this child. And so it has just been a huge struggle with reading. We're talking, he is like in the first percentile. And we had this like come to Jesus moment in the fall where the teachers were like, this is huge. This is a huge problem. We have to take massive action. And I was like, oh my gosh, I should have done this last year. I'm behind. I should have done this last year. So I had my assistant so grateful, make the the cards because you can't buy cards to teach reading online. They just don't make them the right way. They have like, they have just like stuff, like they have animals on it and all these other things that can be really distracting to a child with ADHD. We'll get to why animal cards might be good for, for other things later. But one of the things that I realized really early on was that I just wanted Dean to sit and do the cards over and over and over again, the plain white cards with each letter. See, the way, the, the way that you teach reading, reading is just memorization. Reading is not something that you do well or don't do well. Reading is just simply memorization. And if you have a good memory, which Dean does, he can tell you everything about every dinosaur. He can tell you their scientific name. He can tell you all the facts about them. He can tell you like things that no no encyclopedia would even know. He can tell you because he's heard it once and he memorizes it. And so I knew that he was going to be really good at reading once he caught onto it, but we just couldn't get him to catch onto it. And so what we realized was that I was going to have to sit down and do the thing that I hated doing, which is teach reading. And so the way that, that you do this, if you're curious, is you just need to get cardstock and you need to print off 
every single individual letter of the alphabet in capital letters and then print them out and cut them into squares. And then you need to do the same thing for all lowercase letters. And then just put them in their own baggies and then take out all the lowercase letters and you start with doing like C-A-T, at, right? And then you then you just get all the other all the other consonants and you just replace the C. So you put like a P on it and you're like, okay, you teach them word families, right? You're like A-T, it says at every time. So we don't need to go P, at, K, at, B, at. We can just remember that A-T says at one sound. And the brain is so amazing because your prefrontal cortex is the one that goes k at, but your lower brain, your primitive brain, it's the one that goes, wait, at. A faster way to remember that is to just say at. One syllable, less work, conserving energy, seeking pleasure, avoid discomfort, lower brain, activate. <laughs> like your, your prefrontal downloads things that it memorizes into the lower primitive brain. And it stores it there so you never have to do sounding out again. It's why you can look at a stop sign and you just know it says stop. Just says stop. You memorized it a long time ago. But the first time you learned to read the word stop, you said stop. Well, first you had to memorize all the letters and sounds. We skipped a part there. Before you start sounding all those out, you have to have all the letters and sounds perfectly memorized because you cannot put words together if you don't know all the letters and sounds. It's building blocks, right? So the first thing that you do before you start putting words together, I jump to the I jump to the end of the story here. The first thing that you do is you you have them memorize, okay, what's this letter name and sound? A, A, B, B, C, K, D, D, right? So you go through alphabet and they just do it 15 minutes a day, 10 to 15 minutes a day is all a child needs. And you just do that over and over and over again. Okay. Now what I did really well with my oldest child is I made it fun. We drove around to all the different places in town where there were big words on the walls, like I was telling you about earlier. So there's this water park here called Cowabunga Bay. And I loved Cowabunga Bay with Brennan because I mean, we we didn't like spend a lot of time going to that water park because we had no money <laughs> when they were little. But uh, also we had a pool with our family, not the one we have now, but the family yard. For those of you that have been following along from like the blogging days and even early Instagram days, you know the family yard. That's where my uncle and my mom and my cousins all shared a giant backyard. And, um, and anyway, uh, so we would just go to that pool and swim and it was so much easier with little kids. But Cowabunga Bay, we would drive to Cowabunga Bay after kindergarten. So I'd pick him up at kindergarten. We'd go to Cowabunga Bay and I would make him get out of the car and I would leave uh, his little sister and little brother in the car and they'd be watching a show in the minivan. And I would get out and I would have Brennan tell me the letter name and sound of every single letter in Cowabunga Bay because it was like written out on this really like big giant wall in front of the water park. And, um, and it was like, had like tropical, like inside of each letter, like C O W A inside of each letter. It was like, it was like a surfboard and a wave and a flower and like just really Hawaiian, Hawaiian vibe. And so every day we would go and that's how he memorized all of his letters. And because I was a very ambitious mother back then, <laughs> not working. My full-time job was my kids. And I just made him my whole life and him learning to read my biggest responsibility. Well, by the time I had Dean, I owned three companies, had four kids, a husband was going through coach certification and 
there was just so much happening in my life. And I was like, no, the fastest way to do this, the easiest way for me is to just sit with Dean and memorize the cards. Okay. So why am I telling you this story? Because after struggling with him for months and months and months, I remembered a bit of research that I learned when I was going to school to be a teacher. My degree is in elementary education. And when I was going to school to be a teacher, there was this research that all of a sudden I was reminded of. I saw somebody's like Instagram post and I was like, I remember that. (laughs) And so then I started making it fun for Dean. And then all of a sudden he started reading overnight and I was like, oh, good. I'm hi. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. We made a sweatshirt, by the way, we have a sweatshirt that says that it's so cute. It's black. And then like it has black writing. So it's not really like too bold. It's not like too aggressive, but it's like low key cool. You know, anyway, it'll be on our website, uh, this July, if we have any leftover after our event. So our, we have, um, for, for members in my community that are on subscription for six months or more, or they're my annual pass holders, they get to come to an event that's included in their membership every single summer day one is a um, Beyond the Rank VIP event. You have to be a member in the community or an annual pass holder to come to that. Uh, So if you're not a member yet, like get on it already. Like, let's go. Time is ticking. You're going to miss our event. It's an all-day coaching event. I do high-ticket sales training there. I teach you different ways to do your business. We do live coaching. It's so much fun. Uh, And then the second day is a trauma-informed day where I'm going to teach you about like how your nervous system works and how to break through all those things on a deeper level. And we're going to do all day coaching. So it's going to be amazing. And at that, we order special swag just for those events. And so we have this cute little crew neck hoodie. That's, but it's not a hoodie. It's a crew neck, (laughs) a crew neck sweatshirt. And on it, it says, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah. That was my moment where I realized that when I was like, saw this bit of research, the research says that When you learn something that you just have to memorize, it takes 400 times of repetition to memorize it. So if you are trying to learn all of your letters, you're trying to learn how to read, you're trying to learn how to do reels, you're trying to learn how to write emails, you're trying to learn sales, you're trying to learn marketing whatever it may be, my friend, any new skill that you're trying to learn in your business, whether it's how to develop a new leader, how to recruit, how to set goals, how to duplicate, whatever it is. If you're trying to learn a new skill, if you're trying to close the deal, learn how to close the deal. People are like, why is it so easy for you to like write messages and know what to say when you follow up? Because I've done it tens of thousands of times for almost a decade building my business, right? So it takes 400 times of repetition for you to actually become good at something to where it's memorized. It's been in your prefrontal. It's downloaded to your lower brain. Guess how many times it takes you to learn something when you do it in play? 10 to 20, my friend. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. The point of this episode today is to reconnect you to play whatever it is that you're struggling to learn, whether you're struggling to learn how to recruit, duplicate, teaching a child to read, (laughs) learning 
to teach your kids how to do chores because now that you're a working mama, somebody has to be vacuuming and unloading the dishwasher and it's not going to be you. You can struggle through 400 times of repetition, teaching a new skill, learning a new skill, or you can find a way to do it through play to make it fun. And if you make it fun, it will only take you 10 to 20 times on repeat to get really good at it. So that is my challenge to you today, my friend. Get open with yourself and figure out a way to make the thing you hate doing the most in your business playful and fun so you can learn to do it faster and more efficiently to blow up your business. I hope you have an amazing day. Bye now. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.